This world carries some pretty mixed messages. How do you sort out the facts from the fiction? Sometimes you just need the real scoop without the BS. Well, here we go. Welcome to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. Get ready for awareness, insight, and fun. Now, here are your hosts, Brad and Julie. This is a very important episode. It truly is. It absolutely can make or break your life. Julie, if I were to ask you what the most common problem your clients reach out about, what is that? I would say that it's actually across the board relationships, but it doesn't always present as a relationship when they come in. Really? Yeah, really. It, everything tends to lead back to a relationship in your life of some sort or often lack thereof a relationship. You want to have a conversation? I would love to have a conversation. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to No BS Talk. Where there will be no BS. Because we know BS. So I'm pretty excited about this here, this segment four of our Better Human Experience series. But before we begin, thanks for listening, Canada. You're number one in the lead for listeners and No BS Talk. Come on, USA. Of course, we love you all. As we will talk about later, this is relationship building and you cannot win in a relationship. We are happy to have everyone listening and sharing, commenting. And of course, we really love it when you join us on our Facebook Live after the original showtime. Yeah. And if you want to become part of our team and sponsor us, we would love to hear from you. So, you know, you have a guest spot on the show, have us voice your commercials, link to your site. There's all kinds of opportunities with us. So much opportunity with us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get back to the last piece of our better human experience, the things we should have learned in school. How many of you out there, and, and Brad, yourself as well, how many feel that you were taught truly how to have an interpersonal relationship? My absolute answer to that is no. Yeah, no, mine either. I know that we were, we were taught so many ways to be, honestly, or in my experience, I was taught how to be complacent. I was taught how to negate what I wanted or needed so that the relationship was smooth. At least you perceive that it was going to be smooth. That was one of the major things that when I look back on my childhood, I just didn't ask for things if I thought they would upset the other person. And that's kind of a key, right? You just think it's going to upset the other person. When I was a child in 1957. <laughs> I'm leaving it there, Brad. I'm leaving it there. You want to you wanna say Okay, it wasn't, I'm not that old. But <laughs> my point is you just didn't talk about this stuff. Right. You know, it, in this day and age, people are just much more in tune about, you know, all of these things that we're talking about. However, I was never taught that. It's just like, you know, you like this person, you don't like that person, you get along with your mom, you don't get along with, you know, however it worked out was how it worked out and there was just no thought put into it or, well, maybe this is happening or maybe that's happening. It's funny because you said earlier in the conversation, you know, of course in a relationship, you can't win. Right. But in some ways... That's a little bit about how I was taught because everything was about winning. Win at hockey, win at football, win, 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 win. Right. And that, win at a relationship. It's really right? interesting that you say that you weren't taught that way and that we, we know more and we have more information. Now, that might be absolutely true that we do know more and have more information, but we still are not practicing it. We are still so terrified to be actually seen 
for our true selves that we're still building these relationships on shaky foundations that are not honest and true. And then we get frustrated down the road. And I don't care if it's a friendship or a a work relationship or romantic. If you build it on a shaky foundation of you not showing up authentically, it's not going to feel good. There's so much to this. And I'm going to go right back to the very top of this show. This is a very important episode. It's so important. And I'm just going to say to everybody out there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the screen right now because <laughs> you can't see me, but my friend Julie. He thinks you can. My friend Julie is very good at this stuff. So stay tuned. There's so many relationships to look at. Like you said, parent, child, friendships, extended family, you know, life partner, romantic. Yes. There's so many relationships. And, and understanding that the difference between life partner and romantic is, is actually huge. Not always do we choose a romantic partner for our life partner and not always do we choose our romantic partner to be our life partner, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a little bit crazy talk and, but we have it's so not- many people choose companion love for their long-term relationship and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but you know, know what you're choosing and why you're choosing it. It's very interesting because my grandmother had a gentleman that she was, I can't write, she was like 90 years old. She was 80 years old. And there was this lovely gentleman named Sydney that was at her house all the time. And they just existed together. They were very old. Brad they, assumes that it wasn't romantic love. He's assuming it was again, companionship. Okay, maybe, you know. We don't know what happens maybe when there, the lights go out. Maybe there was some real dark shit going on <laughs> in that little house. It doesn't have to be dark, Brad. Don't go to the dark, Brad. <laughs> Jeez. See, more things that I was taught wrong. <laughs> right. Sex is bad. Oh, my goodness. Were, um, you, grow, were you raised Catholic? Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Um, We're getting off track because this is really serious stuff. Yes, it is. And we've talked about some of these elements in other shows, but we would like to dig deeper today. Mm -hmm. Even though we're looking at many different types of relationships, there's a few things that that go throughout all relationships. Like communication. Communication is definitely one of them. It makes life easier. It truly, truly does. Yes, communication. But communication is huge. It's a huge, huge topic. And it's, it's, a, it's a massive topic. It is. And it's make or break, just like everything else we're going to talk about today. And it's not always easy. No, it is not. And I would love for you to make the dot connection between connect, communication and showing up as your authentic self, which is what you talked about earlier. Okay. So let's start with that communication is not just talking. Sometimes you can communicate without saying a word at all. But, you know, we're, we, I find it best to use words maybe because I have so many of them. I like to like spread them out around. Um, but as far as communication and showing up as your authentic self, so many times we're good talkers. We can talk a good story and we mm-hmm. say the right things, mm-hmm. but they're the right things to move us smoothly. Again, air quotes, we perceive it's moving us smoothly further in this relationship or away from an, a, a, a miscommunication or whatever the case may be. But the truth is that we're doing it. Often we say the words, I just don't want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But what we actually are doing, and I know, take a moment, stick with me now. When we say, I just don't want to hurt them, the truth is we just don't want to be hurt. Because we think... 
if I say this and it hurts them, I'm going to feel bad, which means I'm going to get hurt. And we are self-protecting across the board. So we don't like to say something because, oh, what if it pushes them away? But you're not afraid it's going to push them away because because of them. You're afraid of it because of you. And and that's not good or bad. It just is. But we, especially as adults, and we should be teaching this to our children as well, if you can stand up and be you, the right people will be in your life and remain in your life. <coughs> Excuse me. That's so, so important. And as some people like to say, herein lies the rub. Because mm. it's a real catch-22 situation. It is. You end up in a position where I feel like I should say this, but then you second-guess the other person. And I'm not. I'm talking any relationship yep. here, even business. Absolutely. Okay? Oh, even parent-child, like any, any then relationship. Then you second-guess the other person as to how they're going to perceive what you say. Mm-hmm. And you don't say it. And you end up with a mutual... It's almost like the arms race between Russia and the States back when I had the Cold War. You end up in a Cold War communication situation where nobody communicates. Absolutely. And they just sit there and make their own assessment of what they think it's going to be. Okay, so we are going to give you guys a ton of tips and tools today. So, And they're just going to come at you whenever they come to my head or Brad's. But what I want to say about what you were just talking about, how, you know, you, you think you should, but then you don't and you're not, you know, then nobody's communicating at all. I often, when I'm dealing with couples and somebody says, well, I knew I couldn't say that. I always ask, is that adult you having that conversation or is that the child in you that doesn't want to eat alone in the cafeteria or that doesn't want to play alone at recess? Because rejection is a huge factor. And when we were kids, it was like, because we had such a small window of understanding about life, we thought the biggest, most tragic thing was to eat in the cafeteria alone. So that was like, we couldn't do it. We would do anything to not have that happen. Now, moving forward, having your spouse be annoyed with you or your sister tell you, uh, like, say something nasty, you'll get over it. it it's okay. Not everything is going to be beautiful and wonderful and smooth. It can't be. We're all messy humans screwing things up on a daily basis. And this is where, again, you know, I said it, it, it can be difficult mm-hmm. to, to bring these things to the, to the forefront in a, in a relationship. But it's so essential because the less verbal communication you have, you end up with a complete disconnect. Assumptions. 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 And you can't assume because... You know, I had a, a conversation off uh, air the other day, and it was like, there's no absolutes. Right. There's no absolutes. Life like, doesn't when, happen in a vacuum. Things like, are gray, people. If I sit here and, like, I'll, I'll just say openly, like, I've learned so much of about this stuff from you. Thank you. Um, and I've, I, I, I've spent my lifetime, you know, second guessing. And as a musician, it's kind of like, you know, you put yourself out there and you're just begging people to, to love, you know, say, love me. That's what you're doing. Right. In and so many industries, but for sure, when it's like your talent, your raw talent. But in relationships, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. For sure. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be hurt, like you said. No, but we don't want to live in pain either. Think about that. We don't want to be rejected, but we don't want to live in pain and discomfort long term either. So 
like you said, sometimes it's easier to just not do it because you think, oh my goodness, this is not easy. And I always, I'll say something that I know I need to say. It's my truth. Mm. And I know that if the other person doesn't enjoy it or walks away from me because of it, it was still my truth. And that was the best thing that I could do. And we're not talking about your ugly honesty. You Mm. don't have to be ugly, honest with people, but you do have to get your truth across because if you are uncomfortable, it's not the right situation. So I always kind of think about it as you're about to jump into a cold pool. You're the trauma that you think you're going to feel is way worse than what actually happens. The cold pool, you jump in and it's like, yeah. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I assimilated pretty quickly here. Um, and that's, what's going to happen is it's going to be that cold pool before, and then you'll assimilate and things will go as they need to. So I just want to take a moment here and I want to ask our listeners a question for consideration. Awesome. I would like our listeners to take a moment and think of a time or how many times Mm. where you haven't said how you feel in a relationship, right? Whether it's personal, business, or whatever. And just consider how you felt over time. Mm, Resentment. Right? Sorry, I don't want to feed you guys. Just think about it for a minute. And think about how you emotionally feel when you stunt your own communication. Mm -hmm. So you've got a choice. You can either live with it alone and and have what happens happens and have the relationship stay the same. Or you can put your truth on the table. And hopefully you're in the vicinity and communicating with a person that you can communicate clearly with. And then you can actually come to some sort of positive resolve, like a successful resolve to whatever the communication is. That is a really, really good point. I I love that you added that hopefully you're talking to somebody who you can have this communication with because that is another caveat here is that we are talking about basically healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. basically healthy relationships. Now, There is a lot of talk in our world about narcissism and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, some people may or may not have narcissistic tendencies. The actual clinical diagnosis of narcissism is very different. So be careful when you throw that word around. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact is that some people are not prepared to have these conversations. And at the end of the day, if they're not prepared for it and it chases them away, good. Have a nice life. You don't need people that you cannot have a conversation with who just don't. Well, and this this kind of moves into the ter- territory of, you know, some people call it finding my tribe, you know. But if you I do. If you I'm looking for my tribe, are you out there? I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the whole tribe terminology, but I am a fan of trying to surround yourself with people that are like-minded and and Ooh. move each other forward. So it's the same thing. See, and I don't even want like-minded people. I want people that are willing to share their mind. Well, because I actually don't want to be like-minded with the people that are around me. And, and I truly believe that you and I are not like-minded. I think we mm-hmm. have um, a lot of the values that are the same, and that's why we get along so well. But we learn from each other daily because we aren't, we aren't specifically like-minded. We can actually share and grow, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. Now, before we wrap up this segment, I wanted to unpack one last thing that you had mentioned a while back Please. was um, what often happens if we don't communicate when we do the Cold War thing is we have a story and we make assumptions. So I believe it was Brene Brown and I could be wrong. Uh, I've been quoting her a lot lately, but 
one thing that she said or whoever it was, I apologize if it wasn't her, um, what is the story you're telling yourself? And I use that so often in my relationships because I'll say something and then you can see the person shift and change. I'm really good at reading people and I'm like, okay, so what is the story you're telling yourself around what I just said? And it's so fascinating because when you say that, you're not saying, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? You're not, you're just saying like, what, what was the next five steps in your mind after I said that sentence? Mm -hmm. And it's called, you know, what is the story you're telling yourself? And if you can ask your spouse or your sibling or your parent that, often it really demystifies that conversation. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's so true that the stories that we tell ourselves, that, like it just manifests. So it's like, are you living in the reality? Like we went, uh, we went back in October and watched the... Uh, no, it was uh, oh, uh, uh, Gabor Mate and his son. Oh, yes, yes. Right? We've and, seen a few things. Hmm. And, and it was mentioned in there, it's like, be careful of your reality. Right. And I've suffered this, you know, I'm a creative mind, man. Like, my brain can be a circus. I have had whole relationships with people that I've spoken to once. And this is... Interested, disinterested, loved them, hated them. They didn't even participate. Hmm. And again, I'm just going to say to our listeners, like, this is a conversation for consideration. Yes. So take a moment and just think about that because this is really important. And we have only just begun this conversation, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. So before we take a break and hear from a couple of our awesome sponsors today, don't forget to join us on our Facebook Live. That would be great. And, you know, if you like to look at some of, some of the relationships in your life, I'd love it if you reach out to Julie. As a matter of fact, while I was busy talking, I was multitasking, thinking of something. Okay. Yeah. Did you want to share something? Absolutely. Wonderful. Because what I'm going to say, and in a very colorful way, you're like Robin Hood. Okay. You are the archer that can take the apple right through the bullseye that you are so good at listening to, well, let's take our situation. Okay. I can blab on to Julie for like 10 minutes about something and she'll ask me two questions <laughs> and get right to the heart of the matter. So if you're having issues with your relationships, I'm just going to do a shout out to my friend Julie Turner who's sitting right beside me and say, if you want an effective way to help you, get in touch with her, julieturner.ca. That's awesome. And we will talk about listening right after this break. Can I have my 10 bucks now? No. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What you doing, Brad? Well, I'm looking at clouds and contemplating life thanks to Outside the Box. Oh? Yeah, since we have a system to take care of our digital stuff, I have time to do this. Well, thank goodness for Darcy at Outside the Box Digital. Yeah, reach out to Darcy at OutsideTheBoxDigital.com. For a free review of your digital systems to maximize your time and effort. Hey, hey, Julie, is that is that cloud over there? Is that a... Uh, it's an autocumulus. I was going to say squirrel. Hmm. Creativity, history shows, endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? 
Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity, how to own it and how to value it. You're creative and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. Change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity in change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at NoBSTalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. Are you listening, Julie? Oh, me? Yeah. Yes, I am listening. What I am you, listening. You think, did you think them? Yeah, I did think them. He's pointing at you guys out there in <laughs> Radio Land. Um, listening to understand, not just to respond. That is the next topic for conversation. And it is really, really important. It's an art that I truly, normally I'm pretty good at, but it's not always easy. It's not always easy to listen to understand. And I don't even know whose words it is, but it's listen to understand before you seek to be understood and unpack that. Let's unpack that together, Brad. Okay, but first, welcome back to the second round on this here relationships show on no bs talk i wish we had that boxing bell thing that ding 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 yeah it's now round two could you repeat that julia wasn't listening but there is uh, there is no winning in relationships brad so we don't need the boxing ring thing okay so for anybody who's just tuning in we're talking about relationships we're talking about communication how important it is this is a really important episode and we're glad that you're with us. It really, really is. So before we move on to the topic of listening to understand, mm-hmm. we cannot stress enough how important relationships and communication are to your health. So this is segment four of the better human experience, the things you should have learned in school. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it's part of this, even though the other ones are sleep and nutrition and movement, mm-hmm. it's like, does that even fit? But it is... It's all encompassing because your relationships can be the best thing in your life and they can also be the worst, but it is your choice. It is your choice. Relationships absolutely have the ability to undermine all of those other things. Absolutely. Have you ever had a really tumultuous relationship that you slept like a baby and, you know, continued to eat properly? No, we fall apart. Mm. We fall apart. So let's keep the communication going, people. Okay. And Things how should we, we should have learned in school. That's right. <laughs> so, and it's funny because of all, the, you know, I do a little bit of dissing about school, um, not school in general, but how we didn't learn these integral pieces of being a human being, but they did teach us 
to listen to understand. Really, when you think about it, that's all they wanted us to do is listen mm. to understand. They didn't want us to have an opinion on it. And what I'm saying hey, I've got an is you have to do a little algebra. both. I've yeah. got an opinion on algebra, lady. Of course you do, Brad. And chemistry. Brad, Brad has an opinion on everything he really needs to listen to understand. <laughs> it's like really something he's got to practice. Um, as do I. I'm sorry. I was formulating my next statement. Yes. That's the problem, people. That is exactly what we're talking about is when you are having a conversation, whether it is uh, just a lovely conversation mm -hmm. or an argument, if you aren't listening to actually understand and embrace that person's thought then you're doing your relationship and the situation a disservice. So a lot of people are like, yeah, but I, you know, I have an opinion or I have this, but you're not going to lose that. But please take a moment and look from another perspective. Mm -hmm. we, we need multiple perspectives because we cannot grow and learn using the knowledge that we already have in our own mind. We have to actually embrace something new. And it doesn't mean you have to bring it home and believe it to be true, but you have you don't have to you don't have to do anything but it'd be really nice if you actually gave the opportunity right and we get into this winning state mm -hmm. right it's like while you're talking to me i'm formulating my argument to what you're saying as opposed to listening yes right and i know that there's people you know i've heard of people that uh you know to learn that if you're not already a person that does it you know it's like i take a breath mm -hmm. before i say anything i pause my mind so that i make I'm not just, it's not, it doesn't turn into banter back and forth with the sole purpose of one or the other winning. And that's the thing is. Right? It, and that's not communication. That's not effective communication. It is not. And it should be, it should truly be win-win, which means that everybody gets to say what they need to say and everybody comes away with a little bit better understanding of each other. Right. So often though, it's more important and re see if you recognize yourself in any of this is it more important to prove yourself right at any cost? So even if you're hurting this person that you maybe love, mm -hmm. or maybe it's somebody you don't even know, right. is, it, is it worth hurting this person to be right at any cost? Is it more important to prove the other party wrong? Sometimes it's not about you being right, but you need them to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could actually focus on building a relationship. So we talked about multiple different relationships, and honestly, I feel one of the the relationships that is crippled by this the most is the parent-child relationship. Often the parent perceives that their entire job is to teach and discipline the child mm -hmm. and they don't they don't realize that the, that's what they're doing but they need to be everything's a teaching moment and they're not actually building a relationship. Sometimes you just mm. need to ask questions and be okay with the answer. You right. don't have to change their mind. You don't have to teach them every step of the way. You're not always right. Take that home, parents. Matilda syndrome. Matilda syndrome. You, you mentioned that on a past something, and I've never seen that movie. You, I, oh, I remember what it was. There's so many things I need to teach you. I Julie remember Turner. what that was. It was like, wasn't she, she like disagreed with her parents? Or She's just a brilliant little child. Right. And, and her parents were just oblivious. But a parent, so many children think they're brilliant. And actually, here's another issue, is that so many parents think their children are brilliant, but children are wonderful mimics. So they don't actually know what they're saying and doing sometimes, especially mm. younger children. They are really good at mimicking what the parents do. So of course the parents think they're brilliant. They're like, my child is so sophisticated. Right. They're not sophisticated, they're a child. Stop thinking they're an adult. Right. 
Like it's it, but that's another topic. That's another completely. topic. Completely a different topic. We Still, have build lots that of relationship. things to discuss here today. Oh my goodness, we have so many things to discuss. What do we got? Okay, so I had a very interesting conversation the other day, and I thought it would be really, really relevant. Okay. To have during this show. Give it to me. So I was talking to someone, and this certain person is thinking about you know possibly looking at being in a relationship. You know. Maybe start dating, maybe move Mm. forward in some way, shape or form. And they said, but they don't, they want a true intimate relationship, but they don't want to lose themselves. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there right now going, yeah, like I want to be in this intimate relationship, but I don't want to lose myself. So I'm here to tell you that a true intimate relationship, you will never lose yourself because they a true intimate relationship in every level is all about autonomy. It's not about becoming one with the other person. It's about being autonomous within the relationship and trusting that you can put yourself forward mm-hmm. in, in every way, shape and form. And the first thing that comes to my mind is an old saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. Hmm. Right? I mean, how can you have a healthy relationship if there's not enough space for people to grow individually? At least that's my slant on it a little bit. Okay, well, that's not... Am I not, right? Am no, I wrong? That's, am I That's not track? what I'm talking about at all, actually. I'm Perfect. talking I about... I love it when I get it. I'm talking about... So here's maybe from the flip side. Um, when people lose themselves in relationships, it goes right back to not being willing to have a conversation that's uncomfortable. Hmm. So it's not about... If you truly knew that person... And you loved that person. I don't think that the familiarity would be a problem. But what I'm talking about is when you are in a relationship and you're so afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and lose that amazing, beautiful relationship that you stop being yourself. That's how we lose ourselves in relationships. Right. We start becoming what the other person needs. Or we think they need. I was just going to say, we don't even know what they need because we're not actually having true intimate conversations. That makes a hundred percent sense. So, I want to unpack intimacy yes. a little bit. Shall we unpack intimacy? I, I and was hopefully, just going to go there. You beat me to it. Okay. Hopefully, that makes sense to everyone else out there. That you, if you are truly intimate, if you are truly open to being seen and heard vulnerably, then you have autonomy, and you will never lose yourself in that. You will always be able to be you within an interdependent relationship mm-hmm. so to use i think it's and not to extend that but that kind of goes back a little bit to what we were talking about in the first uh, section of the show where it can be very difficult if you're dealing with somebody who's not on the same communication platform right and that's where we get a little bit screwed up but the way to get on that commu- same communication platform is to do it you simply have to go through yes you simply have to do it. you do and that's the only option in order to get there. And there are so many people out there in pain in their relationships. Even if the relationships are good, you know, the, maybe the person's a lovely person or maybe they've been together for a long time and there's nothing wrong, but there's nothing right either. Okay. Intimacy, true intimacy is really important to humans. We are social peop- social creatures and we thrive on personal relationships. 
truly intimate relationships like we can all have friends and people we spend time with but true intimacy so well, what, what what is intimacy explain intimacy well Break I'm, it down. I'm going to talk about four different types of intimacy okay so the first one um, and this is I've taken from uh, I've quoted from good therapy and it's experiential intimacy and I really like this one it's when people bond during activities so the example they give is that a father and son work together building something and they become closer and they understand each other more they understand how they work together they understand things that they wouldn't have understood about each other's personality if they hadn't done that project okay so that's experiential intimacy then you have emotional intimacy and so intimacy in general is the ability to be vulnerable and open so in emotional intimacy it's the ability to share your feelings with each other even if they're uncomfortable and even if the other person doesn't feel the same it's not about sameness it's about actually it's about being autonomous and still being able to share it right then we have intellectual intimacy and this is where you feel comfortable sharing your ideas theories thought processes even if they're not popular and the people around you don't have the same opinion but you have an intimate relationship with that person so it's okay they don't need the same opinion and you can still have that conversation okay so then we've got last but not least we have sexual intimacy and it's funny because in the dictionary it says that intimacy is a euphemism for sexual Mm -hmm. and the, the whole point is that sex and intimacy are not the same thing, but often as humans, we perceive that they are. You can have sex with zero intimacy, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So, Especially when you're alone. And they say in this article that intimacy, uh, people often perceive that they have intimacy right off the bat because, you know, they're exploring and this is fun and they're doing things that they haven't done with another person maybe but true intimacy grows over time when you absolutely know that person and you know what they like and you and they know what you like and you just feel like you can completely have abandon and be exactly who you are without judgment so there's a big trust element there too oh trust intimacy again you cannot have intimacy without trust but you can't have a relationship without trust okay so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pause for a sec because we're covering so much stuff it's a lot correct me if i'm wrong but the thread between those four descriptions of different types of intimacy is creating understanding Yes, creating understanding, creating it's a, creating a safe space is what a lot of um, right. It's kind of therapy speak. It should be a safe space, right? Because I think for a lot of people, I'm just going to put this out there. Um, you say the word intimacy, it immediately goes to sex, bed, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Understand? There's a lot more to intimacy than just that. Okay, that's actually a really interesting conversation in itself. I don't know where I got the message. But again, things we should have learned in school, things somebody should have taught us. I, for the longest time, did not see intimacy and sex as the same thing, where you say that people automatically go there. Well, you do, and Mm -hmm. many, many others do. Right. But I never have. So I had closer relationships with people, friends, you know, boyfriends, when I didn't sleep with them. Right. Because when I had sex with somebody, I 
I don't know. I felt like I needed to show up as something else. I need. It was almost like a performance to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm completely honest, this is like you know, open forum right now. Well, you're in the wrong line of work, <laughs> right? So, if for me, sex and intimacy, that was actually work for me to connect the two, to be able to be completely vulnerable in mm-hmm. a sexual experience. I was open to anything, but not because it's what I wanted, Mm. but because I was so much of a people pleaser that I just showed up as an open book with no wants and needs of my own. Right. That's not intimacy either, right? You you have wants and needs to be able to be open and share them is really, really important. And this is really interesting because we've never had this specific conversation. No, we've had so many others. Right. Um, So this is really interesting that we are coming like, you know, to the to the same point here mm-hmm. let's you know if we're calling today the point a yes from completely 180 degrees in our childhoods to what we were taught or not taught i was going to say to what we were assumed what we right? assumed because i definitely was not taught and so that's anything. why this show is so important mm-hmm. for people to listen to because what we learned or didn't learn as kids we've carried that through our whole life as far as how we manage relationships. Most definitely. Right, and now that we're a little bit older, a little bit more educated, and you know, we're diving into this, and mm-hmm. hopefully whoever's listening to this is maybe at a point in their life where that's something they wanna learn more about. This is really the simplified ABC on what to look at in breaking that down. Yes, and we've got so many more tips for you guys after this break, so I think it's a good spot to, to conclude, but. If you don't reach out to me or to Brad, please reach out to somebody that you can have these open, authentic conversations with because unless you were raised in a very different way than both Brad and I and every client I've ever talked to, you probably have made some assumptions that may or may not be relevant Mm -hmm. to the relationship that you're actually in. Mm -hmm. So we really, at the end of the day, we just really want to support you because as I said, relationships can make or break your happiness in life and your life in general because of it. I don't think that I can add anything to make that sound any more intelligent. Awesome. Well, then come back after these few words. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity in change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. Creativity. History shows endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity. How to own it and how to value it. You're creative, and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at nobstalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our episode on the most important thing you will do in your life. Julie Turner, what is that? That is building relationships. I would agree. So, up until now, in this episode, we have talked about it, done a bunch of different types of relationships. We have. Some of the challenges that come up in relationships and how important it is to, to truly build a relationship. So, I want to... And communication. Yes, communicate. Well, honestly, I think communication and relationships are, I think they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I need to say that more often for sure. Because when I say relationship, I mean anyone that's in your life. Right. Anyone. We, this doesn't have to be a really close, tight relationship. But no matter what, even like the mailman, you should be building a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. We are all just human beings. We're not meant to be here alone. And I think if we really want belonging in this world, which I for one do, uh, we have to start allowing people to belong. I like the sound of that. Good. I I'm feel so like you're glad. going somewhere here. I'm going many places. So before we started this episode, I and Brad, me and Brad, Brad and I, wrote down there you a go. whole bunch of uh, talking points mm-hmm. and things that we wanted to touch on. And, and there's no chance we're going to be able to unpack them all. Some of them will have to be complete segments of their own. But we did talk about... We talked about, you know, independence versus autonomy. And we've talked about intimacy, which is a really big one. We didn't really discuss independence versus autonomy. Um, I, do, I did a video a while back. And mm-hmm. it was, that's what the title was. Because I think often we confuse independence and autonomy we think that being independent is the most important thing on earth and i didn't actually mean to get into this subject today really in depth but as i'm saying it i'm like this is really important Mm -hmm. i know i myself i have spent a lot of my life trying to absolutely be able to do everything for myself and by myself because that's what makes a strong human Mm -hmm. and that my friend and all of you out there is complete BS. That is not what makes a strong human. What makes a strong human? What makes a strong human is actually truly being vulnerable. A strong human would say, you know what? This isn't my thing. I'm going to need help. And sometimes you can ask a friend and sometimes it's a stranger, but we are not meant to be here on our own. It takes great bravery to be vulnerable. It can, unless you learn it really early mm-hmm. and get used to it. It takes practice, and then it takes more practice when you do it with another individual. But again, you know, I'm going to go back to the you know, the reason this show exists, because I haven't said it in this episode, is Julie and I are all about messaging. Mm-hmm. And we want, you know, we want the messaging to be able to meet as many people as possible so that's why we're bringing our little snippets of fun and trying to simplify some things here but you talked about um oh god i lost my thought now intimacy maybe well yeah i mean you talked about uh, 
It's all good. Well, we did talk about intimacy for sure. We talked about many, many things. And another thing that we talked about was, was the, are we talking to the adult in you or are we talking to the wounded inner child? And we just kind of wanted to clarify all the different things that we've talked about up until now and then bring up a couple new talking points. Okay. So independence or autonomy. I truly believe that we've been sold a bill of goods. I don't think that we are supposed to be trying to be independent. We're supposed to be autonomous and allow other people to be in our lives as they show up truly and authentically. So if we show up as who we were intended to be, then there's going to be things that we aren't good at, that we don't want to do, mm. that aren't you know in our wheelhouse, whatever the case may be. And then you can have other people. I cured my brain fart. Okay, awesome. I know what He's I was going to say about messaging okay. before you go further. Okay. Um, there's so much stuff out there that are like, I'm independent. I'm strong. Mm -hmm. I'm independent. This show is about looking at that deeper. This particular episode is about looking more deeply into that message because just that those words alone are not enough to define independence. No, exactly. And strength. That's what I wanted to say. <sighs> and that's so interesting because that is the messaging often. And the problem with that messaging is, is I like to say, whenever people say, what's unique about you? And this may sound arrogant to some people, and I apologize if it does. It's not mm -hmm. meant to be. But I actually walk the talk. Right. And that is actually how it's said. It's not called walk the walk. It's walk the talk. Because what I say, I live. Mm -hmm. And I am completely open about the fact that I am not always perfect or on or right. But I am I, not an independent person. I don't want to do this by myself. I lived that life for way too many years. It's lonely, it's frustrating, and it's draining. Mm -hmm. And I want people in my life now that truly know who I am and they understand me and they accept me, whether they agree with me or not. That's what right. I'm looking for, and that's what I want to be to other people. So that is the difference between independence and autonomy. Solid point. In a nutshell. Um, can you have intimacy without autonomy? We discussed that one. I think we're good on that one. But that one leads us mm -hmm. um, smoothly or slightly bumpily. It's always bumpy. Bumpily. Into... I wrote down here, we are all hypocrites. Now, I don't think Brad likes this, so bear with us. Um, I feel mm -hmm. that all humans are hypocrites. And what I mean by that is we like to call things black or white. I'm honest. I'm this. Right. I'm that. And at the end of the day, almost on a daily basis, you are going to lie to yourself about that. But that's being human. And I think the biggest problem with, with worrying about being a hypocrite is that you're trying to hold yourself accountable to something that is really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we like to draw these rules around who we are, and it's not actually who we are, it's maybe uh, a behavior, mm -hmm. but your behaviors aren't who you are, they're just a behavior. And we need to kind of have empathy for ourselves. I know I am often a hypocrite. I talk about communication and damn it, I'm good at it a lot of the time, but I have very recently been in situations where I'm like, I don't think that's going to be well received and I don't want to have that discussion. Right. So I didn't communicate. Well, I mean, this goes back a little bit to what we talk, we, we, 
bounced on in the last segment is absolutes. Mm -hmm. If you make a rule that is an absolute, Mm -hmm. then you're just setting yourself up to fail. So maybe the idea is to look at it more like those awesome cars in Disneyland, you know, that have the track in the middle. (laughs) So you can go a little bit (laughs) left, a little bit right, but you can't fall off the road. I can actually see a picture of myself yeah. and my sister in those cars. I, I was about 12, 13. That's right. I can see it in my mind's eye as we speak. So, yeah, I mean, we all have the potential to be hypocrites. Yes. And just, you know, just own it. Own when you're like, you know what? I thought that that was the truth, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, own the fact. Brad and I had the, uh, an interesting conversation and I, and he was talking about something that I perceived as manipulative. And I said, I don't want to hear about it, but I'm okay if somebody does it to support us. And I'm like, and I'm okay with being a hypocrite on that because that's 100% being hypocritical. I don't agree with it, but if I don't see it, then I'm okay with that. That right. is being a hypocrite. So I can have my lovely little standards, things I will and won't do, but if I'm willing to have other people do it for me, I'm sorry, hypocritical, right? But I'm human and I'm not apologizing for that. I'm just being honest about it. Right. And I guess, you know, to sew that up a little bit is if you become honest with yourself about that, probably the less. If you become honest with yourself about that, as well as give yourself a little bit of space, you probably will not be putting yourself in a situation so much where you will feel that pang of being feeling like you're a hypocrite. Yeah, and you will still know from time to time that you're a dumbass. However, it won't it won't be it won't be who you are. It'll be a behavior you had, and that's kind of the important part. Right. So, a couple other things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to really just briefly touch on uh, the difference between surviving your life and thriving. Survival versus thrival. Yes, thrival. Yes. It's thrival. a word. Uh, okay, Brad hasn't made a word today yet, so off we go, yes. Um, I do like surviving versus thriving, and there's a couple little indicators that I like to um, show people so that they know what they're doing, but I was working with a client this week, last week, and I'm not even sure if I mentioned this to you, Brad, but... Mm-hmm. It was classic survivor versus thriver mode. And this person has done well with their life, but their situation was um, such that as a child, they had to really figure out how to survive. They didn't have a lot of guidance. So they figured out how to survive and they lived that life and they're, you know, in their late forties now still ruling themselves by those same rules that they had as a child because as a child, they kept them safe. But as an adult, it keeps you trapped. The same things that will you perceive as safety as a child are your cage as an adult. Make no mistake. Okay. Pause. Okay. I want you to say that again. A hundred times. The things you perceived as safety as a child will be your cage as an adult. That is dead on. It is very, very true. And we, we mature. And the way that it looks to us is different than it did when you were a child, but it's it's just a more mature way to look at it, and it's still your cage. It's I, I've often said myself, you know, my own personal view is right or wrong, but the sentiment of it is, you know, we spend much of our adult life trying to live up to our unrealistic childhood mm. dreams. Our fantasy thoughts as a child. Right, but somehow they're still set in there. Yeah. You know, 
Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, like, I'm four foot one one inches tall, and (laughs) I thought for sure I was going to be an NBA point guard. Oh, boy. Three apples high. That's That's me. I'm the three apple high one. So I spend my whole adult life being angry Mm -hmm. that I was never chosen to be an NBA point guard. That is a good um, segue into one of the very, very basic ways that I tell people, if you want to know if you are in survival mode or thriving mode, when somebody says something and it triggers you, and we all have triggers, Mm -hmm. when somebody says something and it triggers you, do you get angry or do you get curious? Because if you're triggered and you ask questions and try to learn and understand, you're an adult. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the adult world. If you get instantly angry and sometimes a little irrational possibly, mm-hmm. you're surviving still. You're stuck in those childhood traps. Hmm. So it's very simple and it's obviously a much larger conversation than that, but that is the very basic way when you get triggered, when something upsets you, are you just angry and you know reactive? Mm-hmm. Or do you get curious? Right. What is this really about? I got a feeling that we're going to be discussing this more in other episodes. I would love to have a like an episode 100% on thriving, uh, surviving versus thriving. And, you know, maybe talk to some people. If you guys have questions about that, if you have maybe situations where you turned the page and you realize, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. like I'm actually in thriver mode now. This is brilliant because it is the place we need to be to have a happy, healthy, successful life. What you just said, though, about getting angry versus getting curious Mm -hmm. is a good descriptor of, you know, where you're at. Yes. I've never heard that before. I've known you for a long time and I've never heard that. Really? I say to my clients all the time, apparently Brad needs to come in for a session. Yeah. Best way to get to know me. (laughs) I thought our whole friendship was a session. (laughs) I did too. Um, (laughs) But again, I, I would love to reach out to anybody who's listening right now to please let us know you know, I would love to know if you're getting something from this. Yes. Right? Julie's very, very good at this. She's done it in her practice for a very long time. And I think that what we're presenting here is really viable for a lot of people. For sure. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Yes. I want to mention something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the study, but there has been a study going on since 1938. And what they did was they took Harvard grads and they followed them for their entire lives. Obviously, people passed away at different times, but they followed them for their entire lives to see what makes a happy life. And they took Harvard grads because, of course, the assumption is that if you can afford to go to Harvard, you've got a better chance of having a happy life. Right. You've probably got some money. Right. You've probably got a leg up. So they followed them, and across the board, what resonated was people with happy relationships had happy lives. Not the people who made the most money, not the people that had the most prestige, not the people that had the nicest house. It was the people that had healthy, happy relationships across the board. And that's why we wanted you to know that all the things that we talk about in the the four pillars of the better Mm -hmm. human experience, taking care of yourself in a physical way is super, super important, but even more important. Those four pillars are? Those four pillars are. We started with sleep. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think we started with nutrition, but there's sleep, nutrition, movement, and now your relationships and communication. Please take care of your relationships. It is true self-care. And those four pillars are all interrelated and any one of them can affect all of it. Absolutely. But relationships, 
even if you people say when when polled people say they want to know about health they want to know how to be healthier Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they they aren't coming to me for help Mm. i do work in that area they're coming to me because they're in emotional pain deal with your relationships please yep we'd be honored if this conversation was at your dinner table or with somebody you care about soon thanks for joining us Thanks so much for joining us for this week's edition of No BS Talk. Brad Lovell and Julie Turner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Make sure you're here, too. 